If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. It's Monday, July 24th. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Wright Report, your daily news podcast. I've got four briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. First up, fake news is back in the headlines. This time it involves Twitter, the FBI, and how both likely corrupted the presidential election back in 2020. I've got that story plus why it matters today. Second, Joe Biden just gave America's CIA director a promotion. I'll tell you what it was, why you should care, and how Jeffrey Epstein would be so very pleased with this latest news. Third, I've got a message for you from the LA Times. We should all embrace blackouts. That's because they help us fight climate change. So we'll talk about that message shortly. Fourth, I've got an update for you on the AI revolution. A company has developed an AI program that spots deep fakes, and it involves a little bit of human blood. Later, we would normally have a listener question to close out the podcast, but today we've got a lot of news to cover. So let's get to our top story of the morning. Fake news. It is back in the headlines, folks. And it's because late Thursday, an FBI officer testified that the Bureau knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was real all the way back in 2019. And yet, the FBI continued to advise social media companies that it might be Russian disinformation. And to be clear, that's a very big deal because polls show that had more Americans known that that laptop was real, then they would have likely changed their vote for president in 2020. So here's what we know about this developing story based on reporting from the Washington Examiner, MSN, and the New York Post. So let's go back in time to October 14th of 2020. That was less than one month before Election Day between, of course, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. But because of early voting, it was really election season versus Election Day. Millions of Americans were casting their vote for quite some time before November 4th, with many still debating between the two candidates. Well, on that day, October 14th, the FBI held an emergency meeting with the folks at Twitter to discuss the Hunter Biden laptop. And they did so because of a blockbuster story that was revealed just hours earlier in the day by the New York Post. Now, as listeners probably recall, that story verified that the laptop was real. And on that laptop were a whole host of crimes to include then-presidential candidate Joe Biden taking foreign cash from the Chinese, Ukrainian, and Romanian governments. Well, that led other news organizations and social media companies to scramble with how to deal with this information. So the FBI held a series of meetings with these folks, including on October 14th, where a Twitter executive asked the FBI directly, is the laptop real? Well, the agents in that meeting initially said, yes, it was. That at least is according to Laura Demlo. She's a section chief of the FBI's Foreign Influence Task Force. And as she testified late last week, yes, she and her colleagues told Twitter initially that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. But then something very interesting happened. 
One of her FBI colleagues who was in the meeting jumped in and said, no, we will offer no comment. And from that point forward, that would be the FBI's response. That or that the laptop could be Russian disinformation, we're not sure, and so we are not going to comment. But again, they did know for sure. They knew that it was Hunter Biden's laptop and that the contents had not been altered by the Russians or anybody else. But this new response from the FBI of no comment or we're not sure, well, that gave Twitter and other media platforms justification to ban all suggestions that the laptop was real. But one example of that, on October 19th, the media outlet Politico ran a letter of 51 former U.S. intelligence officials saying that the Hunter Biden laptop, quote, had all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation, end quote. Well, that was a false story. In fact, that was created by the Biden campaign. But nevertheless, this idea of Russian disinformation regarding the laptop, well, that became settled truth. In fact, a poll from Harvard Harris in late October of 2020 showed that a majority of Americans believed that the laptop was Russian disinformation, even though it wasn't. And the FBI knew that, but they said nothing. And that helps explain why a separate poll from Tip Insights showed that 60% of Americans were not going to follow the story of the Hunter Biden laptop. And logically, why would they? It was fake news. But I'll tell you, buried in this Tip Insights poll was something very, very important. Had voters known that the Hunter Biden laptop was real, that there were credible allegations that Joe Biden took secret cash from foreign governments, as stated by his own son, then a majority of people would have changed their vote. But of course they didn't. And ultimately, Mr. Trump lost and Mr. Biden won. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I'm bringing this news to you and the testimony last Thursday from FBI agent Laura Demlo. With those facts and data in hand, let me now pivot to my analysis and opinion on both the importance of Mr. Uh, of Miss Demlo's testimony, rather. But I'll tell you more importantly, what this all means for our country moving forward. So first, the facts and data showed any reasonable person that the 2020 election was not free, nor was it fair. Instead, what we now know is that the FBI helped bury a story of profound importance to the republic, that a presidential candidate, Joe Biden, engaged in acts of official corruption, to include with our most fearsome of all enemies, China. So the question is, why did the FBI do that? Because I'll be candid with you, I'm not surprised that the media would do that. In fact, as I shared with you back on July 3rd, there is a long history in America where the media outlets spread or spike fake news. And as I also shared with you previously, we know that most of America's media skews in one political direction, to the left. In fact, we have a lot of data on that, confirming that, yes, political donations amongst America's media professionals is almost exclusively to the Democrat Party. But the FBI, they're supposed to be above that. They're supposed to be apolitical. But unfortunately, what we're learning is that's not true. So as we step back, we should ask ourselves, why? Why would they become a political organization? Well, to help us answer that question, let's remind ourselves of a 2019 report by the Inspector General of the Department of Justice. He was investigating the actions of former FBI Director James Comey, who, just to refresh our memories, leaked classified intel to the press to damage then-President Donald Trump. And the reason that he did that was that Comey did not like him because of Comey's personal politics. That is what the IG found. 
But more importantly, this report that he came out with said something else that frankly rarely gets mentioned, but should. And here it is. Quote, Comey set a dangerous example for the over 35,000 current FBI employees, end quote. But why dangerous example? What's so dangerous about 35,000 FBI employees watching their director engage in personal partisan politics and get away with it? Well, clearly what the inspector general concluded was that we are likely to have 35,000 FBI officers who are incentivized to choose winners and losers in American politics. In other words, to target either Republicans or Democrats based on their own personal political leanings. And that, the IG felt, was dangerous. And you know what? He was right. Of course he was. Because at that point, when we have that kind of FBI, we don't have a republic. We have a tyranny, a deep state. Well, I'm sorry to say that in my view, the IG's warning of dangerous FBI agents has come to pass. And that's because FBI leaders and agents knew full well in the fall of 2019 that the Hunter Biden laptop was real, that there were credible allegations of Joe Biden and his family engaging in corrupt and unlawful acts. But those FBI leaders and agents, they chose to bury the story, along with, of course, their partners in American media. And by doing so, folks, they changed the results of the election. They changed the fate of the country. So that, my friends, is why this story is important, to understand that this isn't just an issue from the past. With those 35,000 FBI officials still at their desks, this is an issue for today and for the future. And it's why, in my view, it is so vital that we fix this, this political weaponization of our FBI and other federal bureaucracies. So if you agree, how do we fix this? Well, I'll give you the answer. Get yourself to the polls and more importantly, or just equally important, get your friends to the polls as well. Because as it turns out, a lot of people don't vote. In 2020, for example, around 35% of eligible Americans did not vote. They stayed on the sidelines. And if that happens again, nothing will change. But if this does change and you choose to elect a president who understands the severity of this problem... Well, he or she will have no other choice but to rip the FBI right out of the ground, fire thousands of those employees, and build something anew. Now, we can debate what that looks like exactly, but the bottom line is that whatever comes next, we have got to restore law and order in this country. We have to remove politics from the deep state. Because I'm not interested in living in a nation where the FBI or the intel community chooses our political winners and losers. And I suspect that neither do you. With that, let's move on to our second brief of the morning. Late Friday, Joe Biden elevated his CIA director, William Burns, to a cabinet-level position. It was a largely ceremonial gesture. He gets no additional powers or staff or budget. But the move serves to increase his stature inside the Biden administration and also amongst the American people. As reported by Reuters News Service, Mr. Biden said about this largely symbolic move, quote, under Burns' leadership, the CIA is delivering a clear-eyed, long-term approach to our nation's top national security challenges, end quote. So let's talk about why you should care about this news, because at first blush, it probably feels or seems a little bit dry, right? Dry news out of Washington, D.C. this morning. Well, let's pivot from facts and data to my analysis and opinion on why I think it is so important. 
So back on April 30th of this year, the Wall Street Journal reported that CIA Director Burns had not once, but twice, gone to the home of Jeffrey Epstein. He went when he was the Deputy Secretary of State under Barack Obama. The Journal reported that the now CIA Director went to Mr. Epstein's home in the late evening hours, where we now know that Mr. Epstein was prostituting and trafficking young girls. And here's what's key. Mr. Burns went to that home years after Mr. Epstein had already been convicted of sex crimes against kids. Well, the Journal reported this shocking news, and as we all absorbed it, the CIA responded. And they said that Mr. Burns only went to Epstein's home to talk about how to find a job in the private sector. Here's the quote. The director did not know anything about Epstein's history when they met, other than he was introduced as an expert in the financial services sector and offered general advice on the transition to the private sector. They had no relationship. The director does not recall any further contact, end quote. So, folks, do you believe that? Mr. Burns is telling us that he promises that he went to a house that was owned by a well-known sexual predator, a molester, with girls at the home at that time he visited. But that Mr. Burns says, oh, he only went to the house to talk about some job-seeking advice. Plus, he says he never once read any of the headlines over the years about Jeffrey Epstein engaging in child trafficking and prostitution. No, no. So again, I ask you, do you believe Mr. Burns or the CIA's statement on this? Well, you can make your own conclusions as always, folks. But as for me, a former officer with the CIA, I can tell you that this story and the response by the CIA, it makes me want to vomit because I don't believe him, not for one second. But either way, Joe Biden clearly doesn't care. He just gave this man a promotion. And to me, that only underlines the point that I left you with in the first brief. Good leadership, it makes a difference, whether that be at the White House, the FBI, or the CIA. With that, let's take our first break of the morning. Enjoy the following messages from our sponsoring partners, remembering that if you don't hear my voice telling you about a product or a service, then I do not endorse it. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, Brian here. I want to tell you about a product that's important to me. But first, something that you might not know. Of the 100 prescription drugs that Americans use most, 83 are sourced from abroad, and virtually all of it comes from either China or India. And I think that that is absolutely awful. And so, too, do the folks at ArcSeedKits.com. They provide heirloom seeds that can grow medicinal herbs year after year, for a whole host of ailments, from anxiety to sleeplessness to topical pain. But beyond medicines, their all-in-one seed kit also gets you 65 varieties of fruits and vegetables, from carrots to tomatoes, onions to peppers. And that, my friends, is food security. And that's important because I believe that the likelihood of a war between China and the United States is growing. And that means that we need to be prepared to protect ourselves and our families. And that is why I believe, my friends, in ArcSeedKits.com. Those are heirloom seeds that can be used year after year for whatever the future might hold. So go to ArcSeedKits.com, enter that promo code of right like my last name, and then you will get 10% off. So yes, go to ArcSeedKits.com today. You will not regret this investment. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. 
No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome back to The Right Report. Let's continue with our briefs this morning with a pivot towards this brave new world that we live in with one story about dirty green energy and the other about the AI revolution. So let's start with this. My friends, occasional blackouts, those are good. In fact, blackouts will help us solve the climate change crisis. That was the message delivered by the LA Times late last week by their lead energy reporter, a fellow named Sammy Roth. So we are going to talk about that argument, and then we are going to pivot to China, where at the very hour that Mr. Roth published his article, Beijing was heading in another direction, underground, actually, about 35,000 feet. But first, let's talk about these blackouts. Mr. Roth of the LA Times wrote last week that California should shut down all remaining natural gas plants that produce electricity. And that's because, as he argued, Natural gas, along with coal and nuclear power, they're just terrible for the environment. So he explained that most of America's natural gas comes from oil wells. And that's true. It's a byproduct from that drilling. So the more gas that we need, the more oil that that we're going to have to ultimately drill for and use. And that is bad for climate change. So his argument then is we got to get rid of not only coal and nuclear, but natural gas too. And instead, we've got to build out solar and wind capacity. Now, the Times essay did acknowledge one problem. Well, unfortunately, Mr. Roth said that the sun doesn't always shine and the wind doesn't always blow, so you will need some batteries to soak up all the energy during a sunny or windy day and then redistribute it during those otherwise dark or windless nights. But the deal is, batteries, as Mr. Roth said, only get you a couple of hours of energy before they've been exhausted. And once those batteries are empty and there's no more backup power from, say, coal or natural gas, it means blackouts. And guess what? That's okay. At least according to Mr. Roth and the LA Times. So here's what he said. Quote, after reporting on clean energy for most of the last decade, I've increasingly come to the conclusion that solving climate change will require sacrifices for the sake of the greater good. End quote. He then acknowledged that by sacrifices, he means that the elderly might have to go without air conditioning on hot summer nights, or that hospital patients might have to go without ventilators or dialysis machines, or that your refrigerator or freezer might lose the ability to keep your food cold or frozen. But that is an experiment worth trying, because otherwise we are all going to be dead from climate change. Now, interestingly, he also adds that part of the solution is to get tens of millions of electric vehicles on the road. But what he doesn't talk about is how those new cars will be charged if we are already experiencing blackouts at night, which, as listeners know, is when most EVs get charged. Okay, 
So that's the latest from the LA Times about how blackouts are really actually good. So at the very same hour that the article was published on July 20th, Chinese state media announced that a state-run oil company was breaking ground on digging a new 34,000-foot deep hole. It is actually the second such borehole in what's known as the Sichuan Basin of southwest China. And as the state media and the South China Morning Post both reported, the goal of these two big boreholes is to expand the production of natural gas and oil. The first borehole went about five miles below the surface and found apparently a pretty massive amount of oil and natural gas, amongst other things. The second borehole, it's believed that it will tap into this same big field. Now, details on when these two finds will eventually be explored and production to commence, well, those details have not been released. But clearly, this second borehole is a pretty big commitment to making sure that that happens and soon. By the way, the reason for that is, well, here's something that you might not know. China imports more oil and natural gas than any other nation on the planet. And that dependence on foreign energy is growing, per recent reports by Reuters News. So, there you have it, my friends. On one hand, we have American climate change activists to include folks at the LA Times advocating for blackouts, all to help us save the planet. No more natural gas. Meanwhile, China is heading in a, shall we say, different direction. Straight into the earth, actually, about 34,000 feet, give or take. And that's all because they are ramping up their production of oil and natural gas and all for energy security. So those are the facts and data this morning. Let me pivot now to my analysis and opinion on these two very different takes with one very clear conclusion. And that is, the climate change folks have absolutely lost their minds. And I do not mean this to be about politics. I don't care if these folks are Republican or Democrat. I care that they and we all use our minds with logic and reason and facts. And that should be pretty simple to do in this case. Right? On one hand, China is ramping up uh, production of things like coal and natural gas and oil because, as they have decided, that is the very foundation of their energy economy. But despite that, on the other hand, we have these climate change activists who, well, they are apparently unaware that we share the same atmosphere as China. And they somehow believe that we can fix this problem, climate change, with blackouts up to and including killing old people or folks in hospitals. And that is the craziest thing that I've ever heard. So what gives? What are we to make of that? Well, I would argue one of two things are going on here. First, the LA Times and its journalists like Mr. Roth, they are just not especially smart. And that could be true. Although second, I think is a bit more likely. It could be that these folks are smart. In fact, very smart. But perhaps they know that these blackouts, they're not really going to work. And it's not really about climate change. Instead, it's about a powerful pretext to do something else. As for what that could be, well, I'm going to save that analysis for another time. But to give you a tease, climate change activists like Greta Thunberg, they have already gone on the record repeatedly that this movement is ultimately about destroying capitalism and Western societies that have been built by it. And based on that LA Times article, well, I would say that sounds about right. With that, let's move on to our last brief of the morning. And we are going to talk about the AI revolution. That's our ongoing series about how computer scientists and programmers around the world 
are creating artificial intelligence that is just as smart, if not smarter, than the human mind. Well, this morning, I've got a hopeful update on how we can battle against deep fakes. In other words, those pictures and videos and audio that, boy, they sure seem real. But nah, it's all been created by AI. So last Friday, the White House announced that Google, OpenAI, and other AI companies have all agreed to voluntary measures to start getting a hold of this deep fake content. In other words, to help people understand what is real and what is fake. Well, according to Reuters News Service, these companies have agreed to, amongst other things, build into their AI content a, a watermark system of sorts. It's kind of like something that you might see on paper currency that tells you, now nah, this is real. So the idea is that in, inside or embedded inside of AI video, audio, text, or photo, it has to have a watermark that says, yes, this was created by AI, either in whole or in part. Now, skeptics of this move say that it's a, a voluntary commitment, so nobody's really committing to doing anything. And that means that we are ultimately going to have to find another way to stay on top of this fake world, which takes us to the results of an investigation that was released over the weekend by the British media outlet BBC. And it has to do with spotting AI and deep fakes with some human blood. So here's that story. The BBC collaborated with a company, Intel, to test out a new AI program that they developed called Fake Catcher. So the idea is that Fake Catcher will examine videos with humans in them and look for blood flow, specifically these minute changes in the veins of our foreheads and hands and other body parts. So the belief is that real videos with real humans will have real blood flow with corresponding pulses that, be, that can be picked up by this AI fake catcher. Plus, it'll look at eye movement, examining how the pupils dilate or don't, for example. So you put all of that together, both the eyes and the veins. Well, the folks at Intel say, you will have a pretty good sense of whether a video is real or fake. So the BBC was intrigued, and they kicked the tires on this new programming, conducted an investigation, and the results, they said, were, well, a bit mixed. It was pretty good, uh, they determined, at detecting fake AI videos, but this system also labeled real videos as fake, which is obviously not good. Plus, it performed pretty poorly with video that was at, at all pixelated, in other words, poor quality. Still, in general, the folks at the BBC and Intel felt like this is a step in the right direction. It's just a ways to go before it can be fully deployed and start spotting fake news. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude this morning's episode of The Right Report. Now, instead of one more thing before I let you go, we're going to just part ways for now. We've got a great brief this morning. Don't want to keep you any longer. So as always, we'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They are the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. If 
you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.